five books of Moses. Yeah, that's not going to be that's not going to be in there. So he doesn't feel like he can answer with certainty. So it's interesting. That's all. All right. Well, here's another one, too. What about Catholics, Seventh-day Adventists, um, Mormons? Uh, you get what I'm saying, where I'm going with all that? People that claim Dude. Christ, but then they have these other things that you know Jesus warned about. Are they saved by grace because they've accepted Christ? I mean, it's too broad to ask. Are Catholics saved by grace? I mean, it's like everybody's an individual and, and every individual is going to stand before the throne of judgment, you know, and give an account, give an account for their life, just like I will. So can anybody, can anybody be saved? Yes, because the Bible says so. Jesus did die for the whole world. Um, do they? I mean, that's that's their free will, you know, to decide if they accept that propitiation of sins. My, I've gone back and forth over my life because I know that they know Christ is. They know, and then they do make deities. They make statues, and you know, they. I've talked to Catholic. They said they don't worship the statue, but at the same time, they pray to it. So uh, they believe as Mary is just. They don't believe in her as like a Jesus, but they believe that she can talk to Jesus for us or talk to God for us. And I'm like, that's why Jesus died. Like now we can directly talk to God through Jesus. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But they try to use her as like another way to speak to God um, is a simplification of it, but they know who Christ is. And I think a lot, it just gets to where, okay, them, but then I look at some of the, just some of the crazy sects of um, sects, you know, <laughs> of Christianity. Um the ones that claim it, but then they're handling snakes or, you know what I'm saying? Or like, you know, um, David Koresh people, you know, like, you know, like they've gone off the deep end worshiping. I don't know that name. David Koresh. I don't think so. What? <laughs> what? Do you know who Jeffrey Dahmer is? Yes. I, I know that name. Do you know who, um, Dang, what's the other guy's name? I forgot this guy's name, but I can see it. Uh, got everybody to uh, – uh, man, what's the guy's name? He got him to go down – his cult to go down to another country and made him live and wouldn't let him leave this resort and then made them all kill themselves. And the government was going to make him come back. Um, I'm out. I'm out. Man, anyway, Dave Crest like that. In Waco, Texas. You ever heard it happen in Waco? Some, yeah, something in Waco does does ring a bell. Yeah, he was a the, branch of, he was a branch off of the Seventh Day Adventist is what he was, and like or Mormons, one of the two, and just was like he basically said he was a god on earth too, and like they worshipped him that he could speak to, but but they claimed Jesus was their Lord. You know what I'm saying? Uh, they claim everything in the God so far out there. Isn't that crazy? That's that people crazy. That people would follow that too, and like. Um, so what I'm saying is, it's like, okay, where, where do we deviate? Does that make sense? Like, okay, uh, Catholics, you know, they do a lot of old school type stuff, rituals. And when I say rituals, like, if you ever been to Catholic church, you're having the knee, get up, sit down, everything. Exactly. <laughs> 
And uh, <laughs> let's see. Let's, let me uh, let me finish. Let me finish this. Here we. It's probably coming across as backwards print, isn't it? I can't see it too good. I don't have my glasses on. Hold King on. James version. King James. <laughs> um, now these readers are great, but if I barely pull away, whew, I'm blinding worse than I was before. But, but um, man, we're going off on topics and stuff, stuff that wasn't really my main source. Maybe we can deal. Yeah, we're just chatting. I mean, you can, you can redirect us, whatever. I don't care. Where we where we study, I've got to look up one thing. Tell me uh, about your day while I'm looking this up. I, I don't. I don't have to distract you. I mean, you can just you can just look it up, or or I will. I mean, I don't. I don't mind. Uh, had a good day. Kiddo, kiddos did lessons, and um, I didn't really do much on the property today. You know, business wise, I looks like I'm gonna be doing business in Alabama now. Submitted nice. some business there and. Uh, Happy to be happy to be doing business in another state. Um, did a lot of video editing uh, for my podcast and read to the kiddos this evening after after a nice homemade homemade meal. Lauren made an amazing amazing soup. It was a new one. She's so good about keeping variety in the diet. I love it. And some homemade sourdough bread. Nice. I. Um got my grandparents homemade cornbread recipe which i've always loved and i finally got mm. in and tried you know i made i'm home lane's at the beach uh for a conference uh this is their second night there um okay the last night i was on my own i cooked um i cooked some greens some black eyed peas cornbread um and, and ham i took it cut up some ham you just did the southern thing didn't you yeah, sauteed it up, and then I've been doing kind of like a fasting type deal. You know what I'm saying? I started doing fasting. I ate from 11 to 8, and um, okay, starting off on that. And so I didn't eat, but maybe I didn't do this. Right, I didn't do good. I, I I didn't eat a whole lot in the day, and so I ate a bigger supper. You know, and um, when he was with me, she was helping me eat <laughs> too. Like she was eating. I had a big old thing of ham that I chucked, had cut up. Um, sauteed it with uh this uh, seasoning and and some worcestershire sauce together and grill it on my blackstone indoors i don't have i told you about my electric blackstone mm. the smaller one man it's perfect for like now the boys are you know the boys are home i can't really cook us, us all on you know it's not it's just not big enough um but right. with her and i trying to flip my screen see it I do see it. And it's electric. Oh, man. I didn't even know there was such a thing. Yeah, it's pretty new. I think this came out uh, in the past year or so. But, um, yeah, it's uh, it's pretty awesome for just she and I, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, Small meals for us and just enough for us. But I cooked that ham there. Let's let it. And what's cool about that is you can't really do it outside on my outside one. Well, I guess I could. I got to buy that top. I don't have my big one, the top, because the year I got the very next model when they made it with this top came over. You can mm-hmm. get top, but you get they have it where you can add it to the old older models too. But I haven't done that yet. But anyway, um, it lets you like saute things. Like you can close that hood 
and it just keeps the wetness in there, you know, like where, where it's oh, simmering. Yeah. And so like potatoes, uh, onions and potatoes, like if I do something like that with a hamburger steak, they get done pretty fast too. Um, so I'm going to jump on here. We've got some good stuff. I could probably make this part of this already be part of the podcast <laughs> because it's been some good stuff, question stuff that maybe if anybody's listening to it, that they could come on and, and, and give their, you know, maybe what they've read in the Bible or the Lord's shown them about some of the questions we were talking about earlier. And, and um, like I said, for, for me, what I love about this podcast and about speaking with you guys is, it, is the way it pushes us, you know, um, to not just delve into this beauty right here, but delve within too. And, to, and, and to, for me, it's helped me spiritually too, brother. And so I thank you for that and, and Hindu too. And, um, and I, that's, that's the prayer I want the podcast to go to, you know, I pray that it gets out there a lot of people and, you know, have them do the same thing and then hopefully reach out and, and use it to spread the Lord's kingdom. And so, um, but we do want to welcome everybody to tonight's or today, whatever you're listening to this to, um, back to the basic podcast. Super excited last couple of weeks, man. I'm telling you every week I, I jump on after one's released and not out of ego or anything like that, but I love to go back and listen to the podcast. Uh, Jesse, I've talked to y'all about this before because there's a lot of stuff we're saying here when you speak or John speaks or I, even when I speak, you, you get so focused on what you're talking about that you even miss some of the stuff yourself says or the other person says. And, you know, uh, I'll go back and listen and the Holy Spirit, you know, I'll pray over it and say, hey, speak to me. And I'll hear things I didn't hear, question things uh, that may either of us say, including myself, what do I mean here. And so I challenge everybody to, you know, go back over these podcasts too. If, if you're first time joining us to hear it tonight, uh, go back, find our, uh, even at the first season, uh, second season been my favorite first season, more political type stuff this year. We're more into, we're, we're in the Bible, um, which may reach politics too, but, um, but, you know, think Hindu said this before, you know, his politics is the word, you know, uh, I stand, I'm not red. I'm not blue. I'm not right or left. I'm the blood of Christ, you know? And so, um, in his word. And so, uh, I do vote according to what I feel believes covers mostly in this book right here, you know? And so, but going into that, saying that, that's what I want to kind of bring into it and intentionally, um, wanted to start it this way because the topic I want to go over tonight is, you know, Hindu, I don't know if he's on right now. I don't know. He called me the other day. I missed his call. I don't know if he's trying to let me know that he's going to miss out tonight or whatever, but uh, even if he goes back, let's do it later, have a question with him. But, but uh, I don't know if I see him on just see you right now, Jesse, but, but um, We've talked about, and if you listen to the last episode, or I'm, I'm not sure, this might be episode 12, I think it's episode 10 or 11. Um, towards the end of it, Jesse got kicked off, and Hindu and I, when it was going into the order of God, you know, God over Christ, Christ over man, man over woman, woman over children. And, um, you know, for me personally, I truly believe and see that that's what's happened to the world. It happened from the beginning, it happened, you know. In that first creation was God, he created man, 
um, in his own image from the dirt. And then said, he is good, right? And then he created the woman, put the man to sleep, created a woman from the man, his ribs. She is good. They are partners. They live within each other. They didn't have, there was no such thing as sin at the time. There was no fallen state. Um, you know, so they, even if they didn't have clothes on, you know, they didn't see sexually, they didn't identify anything. They were just with the father all the time. They were within his presence and part of his presence. You know, there was, imagine if there was no fall from sin, how there would be no sicknesses. You know, the wages of sin is death. You look at any sin you, you do, you know, gluttony creates heart disease and all these things. You can look at it scientifically. And that's why me as a former science teacher, I'm not saying I'm a scientist, but uh, delving into the science world so much, the more I delve into it, I don't understand how every single scientist is not a true believer because the more you go into it, you get to see, I just see God's hands working um, uh, when, when you're able to look into the science of it. And so looking at, you know, worry, stress, anxiety, creates heart problems. The wages of sin is death. That's not trusting the Lord, right? Um, putting yourself above and you know, all that was perfect at first, but then what happened was Satan deceived Eve and broke that chain. Eve then listened, and you can only serve one master. You cannot serve two masters. You can only serve one. At that point in time, she decided not to serve her father, God, and serve Satan. She made Satan her God, created. That was basically the creation of sin. And Adam still was listening to the father, but he allowed the sin that Satan had put into Eve to deceive him. And then he made her, hence Satan, his master over the father. And that was the fall. And that's when, you know, aging, sexual, you know, we had to reproduce. That's, you know, like, honestly, we wouldn't even have to reproduce, Jesse, if there wasn't ever a fall of state, you know? And so there, I've had people say, make fun of the Adam and story that weren't believers. They're saying, well, there was incest. Well, no matter what you believe, even scientifically, we all come from the, the, every human has in their cells, the depth of their cells has something called mitochondria. Every person has the identical mitochondria of a mother and then that mother, their mother. So scientifically, we all go back to one female. Um, and so even that being said, wouldn't we have to, wouldn't there scientifically have to be incest to eventually uh, procreate and things like that, you know? And so, but the, what people understand is that that was the start of sin. Think about, look back in the uh, Bible, how people age way longer than we age now. You know, part of our dying, you know, in 60s, even the 50s and from health problems and stuff too, to, you know, living, being old today is, you know, 80, 90, you know? Um, and it's because the, the, that first fallen state and over time sin just constantly beating down us that we're building to and people not returning to the father, uh, returning, you know, returning, turning to Christ. And, and, and let me get back to that story. So along the way, that order was all messed up. So I try to think of it like math teacher, science teacher, like a chain, you know, uh, uh you got God on the first link. Um, and at first, you know, Christ was there. So God and Christ was there, you know, uh, Christ was there from the beginning. Right. And so Christ, uh, the man, then the woman, and then obviously they had children too. Right. But before the children, it was just God, Christ, man, woman. Right. But then the fallen state 
that chain was broken. And, you know, Adam stopped, lit, you know, Eve stopped listening to the father, started listening to Satan. Then Adam broke his link to God and started listening to the, to the woman, through Satan, through her. And it all messed it up. And what's so amazing is that Christ came back. He was the welder. He <laughs> joined the order back. Christ, God over Christ, Christ over man, man over woman. And then obviously, because of the false state, we do search for procreation for, honestly, sexual pleasures, why we reproduce at first, you know. And so, uh, Jesse, you know, when you saw your, your, your wife, it wasn't like, she has a great mind. She's going to be cool to hang out with. It was like she ooh. was pretty. Yeah. Woo. <laughs> so like um, that's that fallen nature in us, you know, that that simple nature in us uh, searching for that, searching for something that's that feels like going to clear that void. But the truth is, if we did not have that void, we wouldn't be searching for it. And so uh, Christ welded that. And those that truly follow Christ can see that and they can see, I'm saying all that to get to the verse I want to go today, that they can see that the world is back to, well, really never left it, but just crazily, totally out of order. Throughout history, anytime you can see throughout the, the worst parts of history, we talked about this before too, Jesse, about, you know, as bad as this day, we would not like to live in middle age times where our bathroom was our kitchen floor, you know, <laughs> so... Like, um, you know, there's I like the sword part, though. Did you say that again? I said I like the sword part. I wouldn't be a fan of, of not yeah. having indoor plumbing, but I like the sword part. And all the diseases they had, no medical or anything like that. Correct. Um, and so, but you would like the swords, right? You would like the. I would like the swords. <laughs> um, and um, and that's a different podcast, our hobbits and stuff, too, you know. <laughs> so, but, um, you got my ADHD going off now. Hold on, I lost my, my spot. I'm sorry. Um, just, uh, just being out of order. And I might step on some toes here, but you can see that almost everything that happened in the garden then, even though it's been constantly going throughout history since then, um, you can truly see it over the past, I guess, because of, you know, um, the way we could communicate now so easy, like right now we're record, recording this on, I'm on my phone because my iPad is not working right right now. I was also out um, working till late and, you know, uh, I'm talking to my friend that lives almost an hour from me. He's here live, like we're able to just reach out and touch people like that. So I think that's what's grown even more. But if you can really delve and understand that this is truly a spiritual battle, not of the flesh and blood and, uh, because you can see right now, everything that people are offended by, is about flesh and blood things. You know, they're offended about what they identify as a male, female, or, you know, um, the way who they prefer to have sexual relations with or who they're, they're in lust with. Like you, like you said, I was in lust with my wife when I first met her, just like, it wasn't about, Hey, you know, she can make good it wasn't anything about like a relationship that way it was like we were looking for trees to climb and fruits to grab right <laughs> the bible says that too right? so, uh song of solomon i believe I forgot which verse but is that right in the song of solomon there are certain things in song of solomon that we could reference right there for sure I, yeah i'll find that one but it's about climbing the tree and grabbing the fruits and so that was a thing you know the fallen nature of flesh and uh, of pleasure, but but 
what you can see is it's happened over time. You've seen how masculinity has been attacked majorly. Now, obviously, it's been out of order. You know, God over Christ, Christ man, man over woman, woman over child. And a lot of people will take that and think, call the Bible misogynistic. I mean, like things we're reading here is Jonathan had a whole lesson on this about how the Bible is offensive. And, you know, and the fact that it's offensive, it's offensive to the flesh. It's, it's not offensive to the spirit. It's a spiritual battle, like the flesh of people think, oh, he thinks a man's better than a woman. No, Christ handled that. He said a man should treat his woman as Christ treated the church, you know. And so, um, and what did Christ do for the church? He gave everything, his life. And uh, it, that in a way is mutual, but the whole order is the same thing. Uh, Jesse, like if you know, like there's things that you, you're going to cook a cake or, or, you know, like, you know, like the ham the other night, I couldn't, you know, cook, cook, cut the ham up or this is something simple, but, you know, put it on the black stone, take it off, then marinate it and then try to eat it. No, I had to marinate it first, cut it up, then marinate it all, you know, just orders to things. Not that anything's better than the other. They all come together as one, but there's a certain order, and that's the order. And here's the reason why. You can see what's happened. The, the demasculation of men, there's so many, you know, I could say beta, beta males, right, that uh, have taken on the female spirit, uh, the Jezebel spirit, the submissive spirit, because it's supposed to be wives submit to their husbands in that way, right? And... Um, and but people look at that and think of a misogynistic, like this man's supposed to tell the woman what she's supposed to do and things. That's not, that's not it. Okay. But the man is supposed to lead his family. And where does this man get his guidance from? A real man is not, see, I've seen a lot of people that people think would be a macho, macho man or whatever, uh, an alpha male, but they're really a beta because they can fight good or they can, you know, they're big, muscular, tough, and there's plenty of those guys like that, that it's beta males, right? And then I've seen guys that maybe no muscle on them, but they lead their family. They do, you know, they, you can tell they are truly a, an alpha male in God's order. They do what God, they let God and Christ lead them. They lead their family that way. Then their wife leads the children that way and teaches them and the order goes that way. Um, and now on top of that, what you're seeing even more truly after the years of, you know, look at, look at, um, you, you watch sitcoms sometimes, most of the time it kind of started there. Some, the, the dad was always like this bumbling idiot a fool on a lot of sitcoms, sitcoms, you know, he, he couldn't, Ooh, you know, he was a goofball where the, the, the wife was basically the head of the house, you know? And so, um, and little things that, that made it easy where it seeped in. And I'm just telling you, it just seems um, it, it's a way that, that Satan has come back in just like he did Eve created that deception, created it to where now here, if you notice, and one reason why I got out of teaching, I noticed this too. Um, it's no longer the women, women leading the house or feminism, because look, feminism, obviously, what we thought it was is not anymore because now men can say they're women and claim they know what everything a woman goes through. Women have penises now, you know, like in the world's mindset, you know. Um, so obviously feminine men can play sports. I don't know if you saw a volleyball match in Cherokee, North Carolina, 
uh, not far from you, Jesse. I don't know if you saw that the other day, uh, transgender, which I think is a made up word. Um, a man, boy played in the female sport. Spike, he's obviously naturally has more testosterone and muscle build, shoulders, all that stuff can jump higher. He, sli he slams, a, spikes a volleyball, hits the little girl in the face on the other team so much that it caused all kinds of trauma. She has vision problems, her neck. Uh, I think from what I understand, there's some fractures to her skull and things like that. And, you know, just because the flesh world wants to say, so what I'm trying to say there is like, what happened to feminism there, Jesse? You know, um, before I step into this next part, what I want to get into, what are your thoughts on that about how that order has been broken to where we've seen um, so many, even, ah, I might step on some toes here too, even women lead preachers at a church, you know, um, and it actually says that direct in the Bible. I'll find the verse two where it says that, and that does not, you know, just that whole leadership of breaking that chain of, of the order of God. So uh, the feminism part, what's your thoughts on that, Jesse? Well, since you're, since you're dialing me in on that, I'll, I'll go along with it. I mean, the, the easy reply to that one point is yeah. Preachers, pastors, men only. That's, that's, that's really simple. Um, yeah. I mean, I'd have to look, look at whether it's, whether it's in Timothy maybe, but anyway, yeah. Uh, pa pastors and preachers are, are men for sure. Um, yeah. In about feminism and masculinity in general, you know, here at our house, we're real big on men, you know, boys that are growing into men being chivalrous. So chivalry, is a big deal here. The whole, the whole thing, opening doors, ladies first, being well-mannered around ladies, but of course, in, in general, being, uh, being men, being masculine, being brave, being daring, being protectors. Uh, you know, that's, that's our lot in life to be, to be protectors. And, um, yeah, I mean, I see what you're saying as far as, um, the blending of, of, of lines of prior times where there was this feminist movement, let's say where a woman can do everything that a man can do. And, and now that does seem to be blending with all these different terms and ideas. Um, yeah, the Bible simply says he made them male and female. So scripture tells me that we're made male and female. We have certain inherent uh, characteristics to us. And then of course we are encouraged to nurture uh, our own attitudes and approaches to life in a particular way and train up our children in particular ways as well. Like what you referenced earlier, as far as, you know, deferring to your wife or putting, putting her needs and um, her desires ahead of your own. I tease my wife about something simple pretty often uh, carrying chapstick in my pocket, you know, I, I'll tease her about, Hey, I, I mean, I, it's mine. I use it, but I'm really just like an extension of your purse. I'm I'm carrying that for you because she'll say, hand me your chapstick, hand me your chapstick just all the time, multiple times during, during a day. Right. So that's, that's, those are my preliminary thoughts. Well, and, it, and it's like, once again, I mean, some people will hear this and just be completely turned off right away thinking that, that I'm some misogynistic person and, and the people that know me know that's definitely not me. You know, um, it, it's the fact of 
we are joined together. We complement each other. But because of that first fall, the Eve succumbed to, to and following Satan, where sin was brought into the world, we come from the woman, which comes from, you know, that, you know, um, from that fallen state, that sin. So that's how we are born into sin from that, because we come from that, that fallen uh, there. So the woman has always, the, the female, um, so, you know, I said this one other time before too, Jesse, that I wish I could talk like Jesus because I don't, you know, I don't want to offend the people where they don't listen to truth. Uh, I want to be able to say like if a transgender, somebody that identifies me a transgender here in front of me, I'd hug them. I love them, love them in Christ. Uh, just the same as I, I, if there was a prostitute or, you know, a drug addict or, you know, um, someone that committed adultery, whatever sin, I love them. It has, I don't, them, their spirit is what I love, what they're identifying with in the flesh. I'm not, especially don't know Christ, I'm not judging definitely them. You know, uh, Christians were supposed to go at each other and, and judge in that way, uh, judging by the fruits. But I want to make sure my words are clear here that it's not as a misogynistic attacking women at all because I'm attacking men more because what I believe happened and what I is that men stopped being men, stopped leading. They started becoming submissive themselves. They started, you know, allowing things to happen. You're seeing it bag on now in the world because what I wanted to delve into now is that, yes, there's still been that order out, but what the main order I'm starting to really truly see throughout the world is that no longer God is over the house, but then the man is the head of the house, right? You've seen the female take over that. You don't look at the black community, the um, so-called, you know, the, the civil rights movements and, you know, um, the welfare movement to get the father out of the home. We'll keep giving you checks. The more kids you have with, with this, uh, um, with all these different men, we'll give you more checks as long as the man's not in the house. So they push the man out. So the woman will be the head of the house. And you tell me that's not Satan doing that and pushing that. Um, and you see what's happened to not all, but now, obviously, over time, not just black communities, and, but the poor white communities and um, and now just everybody that that's been pushed completely to where you're seeing such a fallen state right in the world that now. Tell me if I'm not wrong, Jesse, because you taught school who runs most homes and households now. I'm expecting you to say children. Correct. <laughs> You saw that. Did you not see it as a teacher, too? Like they didn't question the child. If something happened to the child, they came straight to the teacher and questioned the teacher and believed their child. And, you know, now a child's feeling, oh, today I'm five years old. And you know what? I'm a boy, but I like Barbies. And, you know, I like the way they shine, that shirt shine. So I think I'm a girl and a, an adult pushes that. Yeah, yeah, let's go get your, you know, they're wanting to uh, have sex changes for or puberty blockers and all these things that medically put things into to stop God's process. Um, and here's what I want to bring up. This is what I'm coming to right here. This is, and there's a, it's all throughout the gospels, but I'm going to look at Luke 17. I made me read past it just for the fun of it, but I mainly going to be focusing on two 17, two, 
but I'm going to start at 17-1 because I want you – it's in red. <laughs> you there with me, brother? Yeah, I'm there. Jesus said to his followers, things that cause people to sin will happen, but how terrible for the person who causes them to happen. Mm. Here we go. It would be better for you to be thrown into the sea with a large millstone around your neck than to cause one of these little ones to sin. So be careful. Um, <laughs> are you not seeing that in the world? Look at abortion. Look at the, you know, even not even as a Christian, abortion to me, uh, like I said, love and science, studying science is, is murder. Like it, it's like, it's not a woman's body. It's a, it's a different living thing. You know, I just can't see how anybody could look at that. And because honestly, the, the most people that say that women should have the rights to choose and all this stuff too, they're battling that they, they, they want the abortion rights or whatever. Um, the reality is less than 1% of them are for like incest and things like that. that they're saying it's because they want to have sex with many people they want to and not have the, to deal with the consequences, all flesh things. They want to kill God's creation. Uh, like, look, I told you about my, my, my friend, uh, I'm not going to say his name right now, but I spoke before about a friend of mine that was adopted. And when he was adult, when he was a child and when he was adult, he went looking for me, found out his father um, was well-known and, and uh, big in the community, um, public figure in the community. And then his uh, mother was a prostitute. And that's the situation that, you know, hey, uh, that you see the world say, kill the baby, you know, uh, have an abortion and um, thank the Lord that they didn't. Because that's one of my best friends that has my back and has helped me so many personally myself in my life. And imagine, Jesse, let me ask you this question. Here's a, a world. The world will look at uh, a time to kill the baby in this situation, too. What if when you and your wife got married, we all both virgins. If you don't want to answer that, that's fine too. I understand that too, but um, yes, we all virgins. Okay. Yes. Uh, so you knew your wife was a virgin, correct? Correct. What, what if she came to you the night before your wedding and said, uh, by the way, I'm pregnant. And you knew you hadn't done anything. Like, you, you know, the world would say, Oh, maybe she got drunk and had sex with this person and she had, she just had a baby and you know, this baby's going to ruin this marriage and she's ready to move to a different part of her life. It's going to hurt her life. Um, let's kill the baby. Do you not agree? That's the situation that life now, the flesh would say that's time to kill the baby. Correct. I see what you're saying. Yeah. Plenty of, plenty of folks would make that choice in that situation. And you would be in shock too. If she came to you, right? For sure. Yeah. Uh, imagine Joseph when Mary came to him, <laughs> you know, like <laughs> whether you're a Christian or not, we know historically that, that these are real people and look what, how much Jesus changed the world. You may be an atheist, but guess what? You know what today's date is too, right? And guess where that date comes from, from the birth of Jesus Christ, your calendar, what you go by, what you live by goes off the birth of this one person, uh, whether you think he's the Messiah or not. You know? So tell me that wouldn't have changed the world. Uh, I actually heard a few other, um, I actually saw a debate one time when I was in college and I can't remember all the names, so I may get these wrong, but you'll get my point. But it was like famous people throughout history, like a Mozart that mother was raped or 
Uh, and I may be wrong him, but I'm just trying to think of something like that where we would have lost all these things and with the world today would say, abort it, you know, hey, it's nothing. And I'm saying all this to go back this here. Not only there you we're attacking, he says, it would Jesus himself said, it would be better for you to be thrown to the sea with a large millstone around your neck. If you haven't seen a millstone, uh, massive, massive stone wheel, right? That's why you think of it, right, Jesse? Uh, imagine yep, that being tied to your neck. Yes, you're not getting up. You're you're drowning. You're you're gone. Um, <clears throat> and Jesus warned this, and it goes on too about um, about warning these warnings of of falling sinful ways. But now, a child runs a home that orders completely just totally messed up, and it all comes from still comes from that fault that fake love. What we think is love is where it's all emotional love, where it comes from started with. When Eve fell to the deception of Satan and it created that false love that started the first sin of, oh, but this little kid, you know, bless the heart, they're sweet. They, they think that they're a girl, but, you know, they're, you know, they were born in the wrong body. God, you know, they got these female tendencies and, you know, or, you know, this lady wants to be called a they, you know, I, you know, all these things, it's just of the flesh and you're seeing that order completely crushed out of his order. And people wonder why, why are we so, why is the world such a crazy place? I also see now, Jesse, how I see it as scientifically history. Uh, like I said, I, I like to enter, intertwine those because I believe God is science. Like that's, People are trying to understand what God is doing or, you know, like how he creates and how that's what science is. Right. Um, and that's why they'll never fully really know everything about it because they can't, you know, they can't fathom it. But um, I, I just want to get your thoughts on that too, brother, because I know I've thrown a lot at you and people may never listen to me again, but honestly, I don't care. So the truth is the truth. We get back to God's order and watch the amazing things that's going to happen and the way things are going to change in this world. So back at throwing it to you, brother. Well, I almost want you to ask me something specific again, because I feel like we've covered a lot of ground and I've written down half a dozen, you know, subtopics, I guess, of, of what's been covered so far. Um, I mean, maybe I'll just run through them real quick and it'll, it'll spark further for the conversation. Um, well, what are you? What are you seeing that too? Are you not seeing that the child is over the home and that that's, uh, and that the child is what the child wants and thinks is now, like they're having kids dress up like drag queens, and if you look at a drag queen, they are, a drag queen is dressed up. It's a you know how how bad the you've heard the phrase blackface right, a racist thing that was done in the past where people put black if a white person puts on the black to act like they were black and but they did it in a mocking way um that's what i said you know when i look at any even grown-up drags i'm looking at they're making woman face they're they they're saying this is what a woman looks like and to me as a where's feminism go again right so it's almost like i'm making fun of the female and now you're seeing them say, but also too, it's i uh, I'm trying to think of the word. What's that? 
the actual women that dress up burlesque. That's it. It's a burlesque sexual thing is why it was created. You know, these women um, that do it, the women that dress that way, you wouldn't want a six-year-old girl to dress up like that and, and dance and the way they dance in front of adults, right? You wouldn't want. Um, I wouldn't want. No. No, exactly. And that's what I'm saying. The order, now they're they're pushing some of these kid on kids, and it's just his orders completely out. To now they're thinking. I, I saw somewhere where there was uh, a drag queen at a church school event that performed in the actual church. Uh, uh, the actual church, so they called the school in, and they had like a assembly, and it was a man dressed up like a woman in burlesque where you can see the thong and, you know, dress that way and wearing fake breasts and jiggling them. And I'm like, what, what are we doing? Like, I don't, I do know, obviously we're out of his order, but it's like, I can't, it's not even anger. I don't really have anger anymore. It's just the fact of, wow. So I know I've done a lot actually too, brother. And I see, I told you, you said, ask one specific question. I went off on another tangent there too, but, but um, what are your feelings on? Do you see that too? Obviously, we're out of God's order. Uh, most of the world, not those in this inherited kingdom and, 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 and living as Christ wants to live through Christ. But the world itself, the secular world, uh, do you not see, what are your thoughts on children being the heads of homes and and the attack of children in this verse here. Um, no doubt, no doubt that there are homes that are out of order. You said you don't get angry. I could get, um, I could get almost sickly angry um, about, about some things, you know, but my umbrella statement there would be that God loved everybody enough to give himself to make a, a, a wants and a final propitiation for all of mankind's sins. And we're told, you know, to, to love our neighbor, love our brother, forgive our brother without end. Um, you know, uh, love our wives as, as Christ loves the church, like you said. So there's, there's that one side of the dichotomy that's going on for me that, I'm to love everybody. And in fact, that's how I show Christ is by my love. But at the same time, uh, the Lord hates sin. The Lord is described as being vomitous over sin. You know, a lot of the sexual immorality that you're, that you're talking about here um, makes him want to puke. Um, so, but, but he loves the people. So, I mean, you know, I feel, I feel, sickly angry over sins maybe in particularly sins that involve children and you know here's the scripture about this you know the bible says plainly that it would be better for that person that person not just would it be better for a community if you didn't have that going on or would it be better for a family or would it be better for for the child of course that's that's inherent but it would be better for that offender to mm. have that millstone wrapped around their neck so those are the two sides of the coin those are the two you know, ends of the, of the dichotomy in, in my mind. Well, I um, want to say the interrupt you there is good. I thought you had a thought on you uh, there, but um, one thing you just said is hit punch me. And I don't know if you heard me go, Oh, wow. 
is that Jesus is always about the individual, about being an individual. That's why freedom is in Christ. You'll see that it's about the individual self. What, what's the relationship between you and Christ? Not as a group, not as a, because your skin color, group, this, that, whatever, you know what I'm saying? White supremacist, this, whatever, right? It's that person alone. And he says it here too, even you as a sinner. I love that you said that. Like he wasn't just talking to a group. He's saying you, it would be worth for you as a sinner. And, uh, and Christ has always made it a personal relationship and even through the judgment of sin too. And, and then um, the, there was another point you said first that, that I, you got me so fired up on that last part and I forgot the other point I want to make. So if you can, if you want to go well, on. Let me just my, say that all yeah. sin, all sin is meritorious of death, period. Yes. Me, you, anybody, sin merits death. That's the judgment. And, you know, if I use, I could use so many examples. I mean, I was thinking about the woman that, that, had, you know, that Jesus met at the well. We've talked about her on here before. I don't, I don't know what all sexual immorality she, she yeah. had committed, but there was plenty of it, you know? So I'll use, I'll use a different example. Um, I'm just mentioning her because she did come to mind because you've particularly been talking about sexual immorality. I, we don't know what all she committed. I mean, we got Correct. a number of, you know, relationships that the Lord made her aware that he was aware of. Yes. Um, but, it, but even if we take, you know, David and say, well, there is an adulterous, conniving, plotting murderer. Um, and he decreed his own doom saying, well, that man should die. Okay. Sin merits death. And still God wanted to reconcile him to him. So again, while that sin merits death, while doing what the Bible is describing here, especially concerning children, merits that millstone. Jesus still wants to reconcile us to him. So, so it's beautiful that his love is that great. Mm, yeah. You know, because my, wow. my love would, wouldn't necessarily feel that strongly. Of course, my, my natural love without See, you know, his influence and knowing what I have, you know, from the word here where he's, you know, encouraging me to love like he does. Cause yes. I just, you know, I could just get sickly angry over the types of things that would merit a millstone around somebody's neck. Okay, so here's what I'll say. You just hit a lot of stuff that is something that I've been preaching to you and Hindu for a while. You said it right there, 100%. Your natural human fallen state that's inside of you from being a, uh, a human, from what Adam and Eve did, right? You have, you, you were saying how, you know, I don't know if I could have that kind of love. You see the difference, like the love that's, love that we, that most people think on earth is not real love. It's that emotional love and it creates anger, which anger within hate, hates and anger. But people say, well, you know, well, like you said earlier, Christ hated this, you know, but it's a different type of hate. He didn't have a hate of it was a discernment, you know, and that's where we as Christians have to look at, which is so hard. Like I've seen people say, well, somebody murdered my child or whatever. I don't know if I could ever forget them. I want to be, you know that that's that's from the earthly love that's from the earthly pain you know the flesh pain not the spiritual because christ that person turns the the life of the christ i saw i haven't watched the movie or anything because i don't want to watch it but the jeffrey dahmer uh movie that's out now or netflix series or whatever yeah uh, you know look at all the evil things that he did you know not just sexual immorality but but you know killing people eating people you know like all the the grossness that he did 
from what I understand is that he gave his life to Christ in prison and that he had changed, changed who he was. The demon was in him. You know, that's why I believe he's full of demons is what he was, you know, um, no doubt. So I don't know if that story is true or not, but if it is true, Christ forgave him. He's in paradise, just like the man on the cross. You'll be in paradise with me now too, right? So Christ washed all those. That as a human is hard to really grasp, isn't it? The flesh is like is. Christ, because we have in our, that fights out. And the reason why you and I don't go and knock on a, uh, somebody, we, we don't get on the pedophile list that, that shows people in our area. We don't, you're not on, you know, go hunt them down, you know, and physically harm them and stuff just because something they did in their past, you know, that's on criminal record and they may still be that type of person. The reason why you and I don't hunt them down, that is because we do have that discernment in us. We do have temptation of that sin to tell us to, hey, go murder this person. Thou shall not murder, right? Um, right. So. And and I do believe in strong laws to address these types of things yes. that we're talking about too, though which could yeah, be its own I, conversation. Well, yeah, exactly. Like, <clears throat> I totally agree with that, too, because that's biblical, too. You know, uh, we're supposed to go by the laws of, of our leaders and, and to follow those and to have a society, too. You can't just. But that's another thing, too, man. Like, I'm telling you, look at how much. Well, look at the criminal reform now, they call it, which is basically letting people out that don't need to be back out in public. You may not be for the death penalty, but you should at least be for life in prison. They can be forgiven in Christ and they'll go to heaven, but they don't need to leave it outside those doors if they've been molesting kids, raping women and, you know, murdering. Because people that do, you'll see, how many of them have you seen people that's not, you look at, I wish I had actual numbers here in front of me and everything. I don't, but it, uh, these aren't just things I'm making up. These are actual numbers you can look up on FBI um, websites and things like that, but how many of these criminals have multiple people that's murdered somebody? You look at their past. They've been in prison multiple times. It's like, why right. do they have to release out back to the public? You know, as a Christian and as a brother in Christ, if they repent and turn to the Father, I forgive them for that sin to myself because Christ is forgiven. I don't hold that resentment in my heart for them because that's that that's evil to do that. You know, that's that's of Satan to itself to hold that. But I also said, wait, but they still don't deserve to be out. They've messed up in life. They don't deserve to be out in public because if that demon, you you follow me here, right? That You understand what I'm saying here, right? Yeah, their wants and wishes end at the parameters of other people's rights to live free from harm. Rewind, rewind and say that again. I, what I was saying is, you've heard me reference recently that I was reading the... Um, uh, you'd call it an essay, the essay, essay by Frederick Bostiak called The Law. And I yep. was I was just saying something that, you know, I feel like he says very well in my own words by saying that other people's wants, desires, whatever, their reach stops at the perimeter of my rights or someone else's rights, meaning, well, I want this. I want to do that. Well, that's fine. Go do that. And you can do that right up until that starts to intrude upon, you know, my or your or anybody else's right to life, yeah. property, you know, natural things like that. So, man, this, this has been a great one. I know we're, I, we could go on and on and, you know, I, I pray that anybody listen to this, I, you know, that you didn't, because here's what the human spirit does to us, that, that what we were just talking about, that anger inside us that we can have, which is the wrong kind of anger. Uh, it's the fleshly anger turned off once and said, oh, 
trades being misogynistic, Jesse, they just don't like women, you know, <laughs> like, or, you know, they don't like, they're transphobic, they're homophobic, whatever, any of those made up words, you know, like not even real words. Um, I hope that that didn't happen. I hope that you look past that, look to the spirit and that we're saying we need to follow God's order. Why is it his order? That's because he said it was. Um, and that means, guess what, Jesse? There's a lot of men that have, that's way worse. There's guys that are, you know, I've seen people say, well, hey, that family, there was a father in the family. But if you really dissect and look at that family, that father was a beta male. He didn't lead his family. He was not a good example. You, you know what I'm saying? So like, he may not have, you know, been a Christian. Um, and those situations can be just as bad. So when Hindu talks about watching you and you with your children and you and your wife, it's good to us to see because we are older than you. Not a whole lot now, but, <laughs> you know, <laughs> about a decade older, you know, than you are. And we've gone through now our boys and, you know, his son just got married and they'll be having kids before they know it. And, you know, they'll be grandparents and uh, his daughter too. you know, uh, that next step of life that we've seen. Not pat ourselves on the back, not ego that we've done what God wants us to do. You know, we let them the way that he wants us to lead them, that we've. Um, I'm trying to say I'm trying to say right. them up in the way that they should go. Yes. And we see that. And the thing that we see now that we don't can't have children anymore is because you're seeing so much of the world turn away. So, so many more people now today in today's society does not believe in God. Uh, so many Christians that claim to be Christians are not truly, they may be saved by grace of death and inherit the kingdom or they're false prophets just in general, just completely false prophets. Uh, accepting sin in the church and you just work not worry because that's a sin too but you just look back and you think hmm, now i see why history and why in the times and why they do come and the, you know um you can see that not just as a spiritual way but you can see it as just as even in flesh how what we're doing to bodies and you know what i'm saying like population control obviously i think that's why they're pushing transgenderism in kids so young since they they're we're stopping abortion some and you can't just kill them in the womb to control population let's make them to where they're sterile you know like where they can't have kids and so um and i think it's it's obvious population control what they're trying to do to farms and things like that too and look those things up not a conspiracy theory thing and try to use something else as google because they'll try to block it to a narrative that the wealthy own and um, not saying everything on Google is incorrect, you know, um, but um, man, I can go on and on. I just, I'm fired up on this and uh, I'm getting tired myself too, brother. And you know, you get tired, your brain gets kind of can't stop. <laughs> All right. Well, you don't have to respond to these, but I'll, I'll throw out a few things real quick and let me give you, let me give my list. I wrote them down. All right. I wrote down that science. Cause you mentioned something about science. Science is our interpretation of this creation that we're in. That's just a bullet point I'm giving you. Um, another bullet point that I have here is that there's nothing wrong with having muscles, <laughs> my fellow alpha males, but you got to have a good attitude too. You know, you could, you could be, you could be physically strong, mentally weak um, or, or other areas, emotionally, spiritually, etc. cetera. Um, but you could also be physically weak and then emotionally strong. So why not go for all of it? That would be my, that would be my takeaway attraction, especially in marriage 
it's good and it's holy. It's called holy matrimony for a reason. Mm. Uh, what else did I say? The point about the point the point about intercourse that you made earlier. I made a reference of Genesis one twelve. I just I just thought it was interesting that the Bible is talking about how in creation, you know, trees would have their own seeds, uh, whatever. So I don't know. That's that's an interesting thought. I don't know if I know anything concrete there, but we see a design that predated man because, you know, green vegetation was created before man was on the sixth day. So interesting thought there. Uh, incest, maybe we'll, maybe we'll have to come back to that. I mean, we have strong thoughts about what that means, but your point earlier about, you know, the purity of man still being so much closer to the point in time of creation then versus now is what makes you know, incest, such a, such a sexual immorality now, um, more so than, more so than then when God told Adam and Eve, be fruitful, multiply. Um, I, I was real thankful when somebody pointed that out to me at, at one point in my life, I think, I don't know, maybe, maybe Lauren and I had a, only, only our two boys at the time. I was like, you know what? It does say that. And I'd read that before, but I don't know, just something about another Another guy who had a nice size family tell me, hey, Lord said be fruitful and multiply. I, it was encouraging to me. Um, yeah, that's what I got, I think. There's, uh, there's a lot we could go back to in Genesis. Like when you talked about, you know, when Adam and Eve were sinning, you know, Eve being tempted, I guess, maybe by, you know, being like God, having knowledge of good and evil. You know, it's been pointed out to me. And it seems it seems that way to me that, you know, Adam's sin was a little different. You know, his sin was willfully choosing to pursue the same lot that his wife had pursued. You know, she might have pursued wanting to be like God, have a knowledge of uh, good and evil. But Adam said, well, she's done it. She's my wife. I'm her. She's mine. I'm going to do this, not necessarily because I'm tempted by what, you know, that serpent has said or anything else other than, you know, I'm just going to willfully sin, willfully disobey the Lord by doing what my wife has done. So interesting thoughts, all of them. You covered yeah, a lot of ground, man. Yeah, just, and like I said, my, my main thing is just like looking at the world, falling out of his order. We got to get back to his order. The only way to get back to his order, Jesse, the only way, there's no other Big guy sitting down, telling you to go ho hum and stuff like that. You know, what I'm talking about there's no, um, no other way except through one person, and that's one person, our brother Jesus Christ. You know, our Lord and Savior. Um, he bridged that gap, and as soon as you truly return to the Father through Christ, you that's that's when it's going to heal the family, when it's going to change the world and you see that's why they took you know whether yes state and you know, you're a libertarian more you know state and religion uh, yes i am all that stuff and so but still taking the bible pledge of allegiance things like that out of the schools and things like that that created some kind of foundation for people uh is really when america itself we saw suffer but it all goes back to that first um first sin too and so um right and you know, but like I said, the only order can the only way can work it back is for you to know who Christ is, put your trust in him, he will bridge the gap, 
order is restored. Uh, you'll see that within your relationship too. And um, Matthew 6, 33, seek ye first the kingdom of God, and everything else will be given unto you. Make that be what you seek. You want to heal, your, your marriage is hurting, seek, seek him. He will bridge that gap. He will take care of that. Um, that issue and whatever it is, if you're, you know, uh, the number one thing is to look for him, search for him, do be within his will, trust his will. Cause so many times we think his will is something, Oh, God spoke to me and told me this. And it wasn't God speaking to you, but <laughs> that was somebody else, you know, um, you know, cause you're so upset about the, the outcome. Um, and, you just have to, that's what's changed my life, man. I, you know, I've always lived with that, but really the past few years, I've told you the spiritual waking within myself. I believe I was saved by grace most of my life. I knew I had the spirit of the Lord in me. I knew I had, it was called, but just that whole yearning for him, being a part of the kingdom and inheriting the kingdom here on earth as Christ promised um, and restored that order, restored my family, some issues we went through. I restored a relationship with, with, uh, my mother and my father and my father's past now, you know, and, and so uh, he is the ultimate band-aid, right? He is the ultimate link. Uh, and so our prayers that you return to the father through Christ, make him your Lord and savior. Anything else you want to say before you head out, brother? Cause this has been a good one. I could go on for hours. I'm, I'm glad you let me. It's real quick. I, it's the second time that I've thought of it. You know, my one, two punch to wrap up what I would say about, you know, this episode or any other is that, if, if we just take Jesus' words of, you know, number one, love God with all your heart, your body, your mind, your soul. You know, if we'll just, because we've covered a lot of important topics where people feel strongly about lots of different things. But for me, I, you know, I've decided, okay, well, with that number one commandment from God himself, that's my standard. That's that's my number one. I'm, I'm down for that. And then number two. Love it, love everybody like myself, you know. So I just, you know, I want to love everybody like myself. I'm still on my journey. I've not arrived. I'm not perfect. No question. You know, we've covered a lot of ground that a lot of people feel strongly about. But you know, that's that's my filter on looking at everything that we've talked. And I, I just, I do certainly want to convey that, you know, that if I can keep God first and then love everybody the way that the good Lord would like me to, I'm, I'm going to be quite pleased. And that's that's my one too. Man, that's the one to land on because that is it. That's basically the gospel. That's everything right there. The gospel live off of right there. That's it. If people, if Phil Robertson talks about that all the time, if they do those two things that you just mentioned there, we good. You know, like it's good. Um, it's good. Hi, brother. Uh, appreciate you. If we bow our heads real quick and, um, and just kind of head out and, We'll get back at everybody next week. Uh, dear Lord, thank you for this time together, fellowship. Uh, we come together uh, to, to, to delve inside, to know you more, Lord, to, to listen to the Holy Spirit. And, you know, iron sharpens iron, just like you said, and to be here uh, with my brother in Christ and uh, knowing that spirit that, that, that you put us together, Lord, that, that we're able to see that. And but then also we pray that this reaches those that are searching too, searching for you, for you, Father, and that you speak to us, that uh, it's not us at all. Uh, these are just things that that uh, we've gone into prayer and listened to the Holy Spirit that has put onto our mind, that it, people to not just take our word, they need to know your word, not stuff we say. What we say, what we say on this podcast, so they go out one ear and out the other, and they just delve right into the, the word themselves, 
That's our prayer, Lord, to seek your will. Just as Christ said, if you don't know how to pray, if you got to pray out loud, go within and, and seek your name. Be silent. Know that you are Lord and that your will be done on earth. It is in heaven. You name pray. Amen. Amen. Peace Glad out, everybody. Here, everybody.